0: Hello and welcome to the bowhunterplanet.com podcast. This is myself, Dave Thomas, Law with Chris Schnur and Ashley Schner. How are you guys doing tonight?
1: Fantastic. Good.
0: So Kevin was supposed to be with us, but some dude rear-ended him. So he, oh boy, he's not. Uh, he's okay though, so that's good. That's number one. So definitely, um,
1: brand new truck too.
0: Yeah, that stinks. Bumper. You know, um, so he got rear-ended. So anyway, we have uh, Excalibur coming on soon. They're going to be calling us, so we'll get them on as soon as they call in. Uh, in the meantime, um, let's talk a little bit, Chris, about... Uh, now, were you on the video for the Excalibur Crossbow, the Assassin?
1: Yes, I was. Okay, yes. so
0: you... Yeah, that's right, because we actually filmed that bow, uh, I think, two or three different ways, now I think mm-hmm. about it. But uh, I took that bow turkey hunting with my yeah. son, and this was a pretty cool experience. So um, I think you might have had it somewhat dialed in i finished it here one night so i stepped back to 18 yards the max i could get out of the, of the studio and i i uh let it rip and i got it down i got it sighted in it was pretty much dead on at, at 18 i think i was going a little high which i left on purpose because right. i figured as i got outside it's gonna you know start dropping mm-hmm. but um so in that process though uh i i decided i wanted to get extreme and um disassemble it like they say you can do, and then reassemble it, right? And then shoot it again. And sure as shit, that thing was dead on.
1: Like, I couldn't believe it.
0: I I wasn't exactly sure that was going to be what was going to happen, because, I mean, I know we're talking about it, but I just said I don't trust them. I just didn't think that would really happen. You know, it's like, oh, there's no way. It's going to be a little left, a little right, something like that. But no, that thing was dead nuts. So then I took another step. Um, My son had not even shot it, so I adjusted it down to him, and I gave him the thing. And I'm not exaggerating, it's like, dead nuts first shot. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, second shot, dead nuts. Third shot, dead nuts. I'm like, holy cow. And then, so, <clears throat> come turkey, we're out there, and not to my surprise, the, the bow was dead on accurate. To my surprise, though, Friday night, we got in the into the hunt camp, and Connor, um, we... <sighs> We went out to – I'm trying to think how it went down. So it would start raining really hard, like, Friday night. But we went out anyway. I took the thing out there in that little case and everything. It was yep. pouring. And, I, you know, you, you obviously, Excalibur, they're made rugged. Like, they can handle a lot. They drop them out of helicopters. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. not like I was worried about getting wet or anything like that, which is great. I We get in there. It's pouring. We don't see anything. And he's like, I want to go. You know, it's not dark yet, but it's getting there, you know. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So we leave. Going to Dinner. And we're talking, and I said, "Man, I just remember I never showed him turkey vitals, you know, like where to shoot it." I'm like, "He's not like he's practicing on turkey every day, exactly." <laughs> so I uh, I pulled it up on my phone. I said, "Here you go, bud. You know, try to try to go from here over, you know, whatever. Try to pick something to look at, so you kind of know." And I'm not kidding you. The next day, that these two turkeys came in. And I said to him, and I'm filming it, so I'm like, you know, I look at him, make sure his hands are good, and he's not in any, you know, unsafe area. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I said, you know, they're coming. He's like, I, shoot? I said, no, 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 they're not yet. You know, they're like 60 yards at a time. You know, he's a, yeah. kid. He's a kid, so he no gets in, gets into like 25, and he's like, should I, shoot? I go, okay, I go, I go, you can, but so I took it off. safety. I took it off safety. I said, you can, but wait till they stop, right? And I go, which one are you going for? He goes the second one, and I said, okay, so I'm on it. He shoots the thing in the heart. Yep. No joke. I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me right now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't believe this just happened. (laughs) I'm like, how does a kid sees a picture? You know what I mean? Like, he just saw the the photo. I'm like, how does that even, I don't know, whatever. It was so sweet. I mean, what a it was a great memory and a great moment. And, you know, I I feel like I'm really happy with Excalibur. I'm really happy with that crossbow. I I can't wait to use it myself. And that was one of the coolest parts I was going to tell you is that, the next day, I hunted with the crossbow. I adjusted it, and I put it back to me, and I had the crank in there. I mean, it's so easy to use, mm-hmm. you know. Such a great, great uh, system. That assassin, if you haven't shot it yet, man, whew, definitely need to check that out.
1: Well, they came out with some awesome ones this year. Not only that assassin, but, I mean, that's, that's of course, that's our flagship. But And the great thing is, like, exactly what you said, the fact that you can adjust it to you, Connor. It was It was really easy to use, but I'm actually really excited about their 308. Oh yeah, they're that,
0: that. Oh which one? The banshee? The, yeah, the
1: little short banshee or even the the short Serenity.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I
1: mean they got some I mean it was three hundred and eight feet per second, let's be honest. You really don't need more than that.
0: No, yeah.
1: It's a what? Is this a two hundred pound draw? Two hundred and fifty pound draw. Yeah. But it's a short draw that's a short draw stroke. <laughs> I, I,
0: <clears throat> for me, uh you know, when I'm hunting Mm-hmm. A lot of people ask me that question, like, Dave, what do you use in the field? You know, you guys shoot all these different bows. I always have an Excalibur with me. So it's it's always at the hunt camp. If I'm not using them, I'm using my – usually the last two years I'm using Bowtech. Mm-hmm. So if I'm using a, a Bowtech compound, which is a great bow, you know, it, but the problem is it comes down to, you know, we always have the conversation about yep. crossbow to bow, right, and I get it either way. But I'm just saying I have that same – thing in my head. Like, what do I want to do here? Right. right. Do I want to go out my, so here's how I've been doing it. And I don't know, everybody's different in their, their method and how they choose, but I have been, um, going off the weather. So what I do, I look at the weather and if it's going to be rainy or moist or foggy, I usually take the crossbow and I don't know if I'm doing that because it's a little bit harder to take the shot on an animal when it's a little worse out or if I'm actually protecting the bow, which I think I'm more protecting it from mm-hmm. getting wet, like in the cam systems and stuff. Whereas, like, with the Excalibur, I don't have to worry about any of that. Right. I mean, there's going to be literally no issues. The only thing that could ever even maybe rust is the sight rings. Uh, maybe. maybe. <laughs> and, and that's pushing it, maybe. right? So, I don't know. I, so, anyway, and then, or how I'm feeling, you know, but it's, it's what people got to realize too is that we're doing a lot of filming and that yeah. changes what you want to use and how you use it. So, with filming, it makes it a little more tricky when you're solo. When you're solo, it's it's hard, you know what I mean, with a bow, with a compound crossbow, a mm-hmm. lot easier. You can make adjustments quickly, and you're, you know,
1: most of the time you're shooting off a bipod anyway, or a tripod, or something like that with correct. your crossbow. So I that mean, is true. If you've got one hand holding the bow, another hand that can start the camera, and you're already acquiring your target, mm-hmm. you've got a lot more freedom. That's to like just a gun, right? right. Let's be honest,
0: it's yep. it gives you the point. But here's the thing: that happened to me last year on the crossbow. Mm-hmm. I had a nice buck beeline into me. Turns off into the into the woods right in front of me. I'm like, ah, oh, man, dang, that, that would have been nice, you know. Pops out right in front of me, twenty yards. Like it just happened instantly. All of a sudden, it's right here. It's coming like this. I'm like, whoa. So I'm, I'm adjusting the camera as fast as I can. I get on the deer, and I'm and I'm. It's quartering away, but like not like how I thought. Okay, so yeah. it's quartering away. So I'm like, oh, here we. Go. You know, and, and the, with the scope, it's set to the the feet per second. So it's not mm-hmm. like I can zoom out or in. You know what I mean? Yep. So I put it on there and I fire and I hit it back. And now I thought I hit it, you know, through the back uh, left side through the lung and out or mm-hmm. through the shoulder and out like that angle I, I was like, oh I'm, I'm good you know I knew it went back on the front but I'm pretty sure an angle through the, the lung and out mm-hmm. that's not what happened an angled down through the guts or something oh. else and out and I'm like really and I you know at first I didn't realize we we're a huge blood trail no problem like oh this is gonna be a no-brainer you know. But no, stopped, no blood, nothing. Never found it, right? We're mm-hmm. like, what? You know, the whole day goes by, and Jamie's like, what are you doing? You know, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it's a crossbow. I should have I should, have right. crushed it, you know? Uh-huh. I'm thinking, like, how did I shoot back? I should have, you know what I mean? But then I start thinking about it, and I, I, I would have made that shot with a compound, no problem. Because I know, I can see more of the picture, you know what I mean? With yep. the scope, you're kind of locked to, like, this little area. But with the compound, you see all around it. So you could see, like, oh, I'm too far back. I need, it, I need to crank it up. Mm-hmm. So I think there are advantages and disadvantages, is what I was going to say, yep. is what I'm getting to here. And sure, it was easier to take the shot, but if I had my compound, I'd probably have been more – it was a pop shot, dude. It mm-hmm. wasn't even hard. But anyways, we did find that deer, but we didn't find it till after season. Yeah. Jamie was walking around. The, the river has receded, and he found it dead. Mm-hmm. Like, in the, it drowned itself. It ran uh-huh. around into the river. It was there when we were there. That's what stinks. But it, when he got into that river, it got pulled under a log, Cause of the current, mm-hmm. and it stayed there until that water receded. Oh, and that, so I got the head, but it sucks. I hate to lose the meat. Although the, I guess I fed the fishes.
1: Well, I mean, one of the <laughs> one of the things we really look at, like especially in Michigan, crossbow hunting is isn't new in Michigan, but some of the laws are new in Michigan, yeah. allowing pretty much everybody. And the reality is, those laws are never going to go away or change or be any different. So, the best way as like as bow hunters and crossbow hunters and however you want to look at it is. There's a time and a place for absolutely everything. And for me, I've always been a big bow hunter. It's not, not, uh, I never wanted to use a crossbow, I never really had interest in it until like this year when I only had one bow and I was getting ready for tournament season and the extended deer season, but I still wanted yeah. to hunt. So I was like caught in that dilemma. And even, even Ashley was caught in the same dilemma. She still had a tag. She wanted to get out and hunt, but it's freezing cold and she's tiny, putting her out and, Michigan weather—it was ten degrees at some points this year or lower—and she's freezing her butt off. She doesn't want to be out there with her bow, risking injury right before tournament yeah. season. Oh, for sure. So we picked up a crossbow this year for for that reason, and then for our son to get out there too. And it's—I mean—it's one of those, one of those. Like I said, it's a time and place for everything. It's—it still gets more people out in the woods. Really, can't complain about it too much. No, I mean. And plus, with the technology that's out nowadays. It's so user-friendly. But I will say this, though, I and and, I'll, and let me finish this whole thought so I make sure everyone hears what I'm saying. I used to give Excalibur a pretty hard time about how hard it is to draw their bows back because some of them are really, really difficult to get back. And their crank system, although it worked, it wasn't the best for a little while. But that new Assassin crank system, phenomenal. Awesome. Yeah, huge Phenom- difference. Big you feel zero the weight. That.
0: You feel zero. I mean, it's
1: and especially with some Connor of the new, <laughs> especially with some of the new crossbows that we've been testing lately. Yeah, Excaliburs really don't seem that bad on the on yeah. the, the draw cycle they fixed anymore. That. I you know, mean, they
0: took they took what 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 people were saying and they fixed it. You know, they yeah. came up with a better way, and
1: and that's important for companies to do. It's important for companies to listen to the fact that you know, two hundred fifty four pound draw weight on a bow that's marketed towards women. I mean. It has a short enough power stroke to where they can do that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what they're going to tell us. They're going to be calling us up here in a minute. I don't know what they're going to tell us about the future, but I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm pretty sure I know some things I can't say, but I, I know there's more coming, yeah. which is exciting. You know, for Excalibur, and they're just really. Uh, you know, turning heads now. And the Assassin's definitely not a cheap bow. I don't want people to think it's low cost. It's not. It's a MSRP around $1,700. So it's it's definitely on the top premier pricing. It's a premium
1: bow. But when you look but, at it in comparison to some of the other $1,700 bow. bows in the market, it's right there. Mm-hmm. It's just a recurve version. I and mean, a- it's got top-of-the-line suppression. It's got an integrated crank, adjustable stock. I mean, that scope on there alone is probably four or 500 bucks.
0: Yeah, it's I mean, pretty... It's pretty legit, and I actually Mm -hmm. did talk to them about – remember we were talking about the um, string return cable where you you take down the trigger, it grabs it, and then it comes back. And remember we said, how long is that going to last, right? Mm -hmm. How how long would that be good for? I mean, and they had a number. They have a number how long they think it's good for, and they also have a program that they'll replace it, and there's a fee, but it's not very much. Hey guys it's Dave from the show. Hey I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. These are some really great people and some really great companies that have really helped to make this podcast so successful. Vanguard is a maker of some amazing tripods, hunting packs, binos, shooting sticks, tripods, photography gear, and much more. These guys really know what they're doing and you should definitely check them out when you get a minute. Rax Inc. Get your favorite bow brand hanger from Rax Inc. Even a BHP edition they have, which is really sweet, and that would be really cool if you guys had that. Absolutely send your pictures with those, we'd love to, love to see that. Uh, Rax has got you covered with whatever brand you are using as your bow, and uh, they'll have a hanger just for you. Stealth Cam. Stealth Cam is a maker of some absolutely incredible uh, trail cameras, and if you're looking to get your camera game on this year, this is what you need. Uh, so you can see what's going on in the field. Uh, you can even go wireless with these guys. They got everything you need uh, right there at their website. Skullhooker. Skullhooker is one of the newest sponsors for BHP. But these guys, man, they are making some incredible European mounts for your animals. Uh, these mounts not only give you a creative way to show off your prize game, but also a versatile way to hang those mounts and get them all over your room. It's going to be really cool. You guys got to check them out. See them on the podcast. Really, really cool latest sponsor is beyond the ears which is a pro shop located in oxford michigan uh, they carry great products including bows accessories binos clothing coolers and much much more and oh yeah if you are not in michigan that's okay because they have a sick website that you can buy all your your gear from and everything you need uh, definitely check out beyond the ears really cool people really really great shop and uh, you might even see us there sometimes so definitely check out our events to see when we might be there and last but not least, Crossman, makers of some of the best air guns in the world. Not only does Crossman make air guns, but they also make archery gear as well. Make sure you check them out online and uh, you know help get a kid outdoors shooting today. Crossman gives you those perfect opportunity products to do that. Crossman really gives you the ability to get kids outdoors and help pass on the heritage that we all love. Uh, You can find all the links to these great sponsors at the bottom of each episode, so click away and show your support for the podcast and these cool companies that help bring it to you. Now, on to the show. All right, guys, welcome back. And uh, we had the chance then to talk to Mike and uh, Kyle from Excalibur. Um, Here's some of that audio from that conversation.
2: Um, So I should add here too that Kyle is a guy who pretty much designed this entire bow from almost basically beginning to end so when it comes to the technical knowledge of this bow and why everything is what it is Kyle knows all of that so if you have questions on that he's the guy
0: Kyle thank you man there we go I love this bow so (laughs) let's start (laughs) with that yeah um so some of the uh questions that I, I you know Mike you and I have talked on the phone um obviously offline about this bow and some of the great stuff about it. One of the questions I asked you, and I don't remember the answer hundred percent and I wanted to re-ask the question Chris and I were talking about a minute ago, the system that allows the, the uh, trigger system to come forward and make the connection to the string. And then, uh, you know, obviously come back. What is the lifespan of that?
2: So you're talking like the, the caulking rope itself. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So, we put a lot of testing into that because we we wanted to know exactly what that was. And that included testing of, what, 15 different ropes, 10 different ropes? Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, just to find, get that exact thing. Lifespan, durability. Um, we We cycled them to well over, you know, 900 shots or more. But there was a little bit of, of frame, no different than a, than a vertical bowstring or anything. So we recommend that a talking rope be changed after 700 shots and put a program in place um, to do that called the Simply Trusted Program, which allows anybody that's bought an assassin to send the bow back to either us in factories from Canada or to our warranty station in uh, Port Huron and for 49 can have a new string put on, have the cocking rope changed and get a, a full check on their bow at the same time. And that can be done once a year, but realistically 700 shots out of a crossbow is a lot of shooting. Um, <laughs> when we were testing it, we were doing it in rounds of a hundred shots and like you're, that's a lot of shooting. Like you don't realize how much that is. And so, but 700 shots and that's, we figure that there's also a five-year warranty on that caulking rope. So if something should happen in the five years, we will we will replace that. And if you take advantage of that Simply Trusted program, we put that new rope on, we extend that warranty again for another five years. So as long as the maintenance is being done, it's being looked after, there's basically always um, coverage on that.
0: Yeah, that's pretty amazing, man. I, I, I want to say that, uh, number one, the bow itself's really sweet. So, I mean, there's so much like to it that makes it great. Um, you know, I was just telling Chris how my son, you know, I sighted the thing in, took the, the two, you know, the front end off the main part and I reassembled it. And I was like blown away that it really was dead on to the same exact spot, which was absolutely amazing. Yeah. I just figured it'd be off just a slight tab or a little, you know, just a little bit, no issues. And then, uh, to make it even better, uh, my nine-year-old picked it up and shot three dead nut shots with it, you know, right in a row. And then the very two days later, you know, a turkey comes by, shoots it right in the heart. It's just seriously unbelievable um, to have <laughs> to have that ability in the field. But and I'm sure all the rest of the bows are pretty much doing the same thing anyway. But it was just cool to have that that sim- simplicity in the field where I can I can bring it out in two pieces in the case still took it apart, you know, and then put it together with one bolt. And then I, <laughs> I cranked it quietly in the, in the field. And now I'm being told that, you know, you guys thought ahead on everything on this bow. And therefore I can get that replaced, which would have been my only concern or question. You know, if something was to happen to this, how do I cock it? Da da da. Now, you know, we haven't talked about manually cocking the bow. Is that still, can people still do that?
3: Yeah, so if you uh, if you ever have a problem in the field, like um, backcountry hunting and whatnot, and you have a problem with that rope, you get a, a slice on it with your broadhead or whatnot, you can you can leave that um, you can leave that side and catch at the rear in the full draw latch, and if you have your your rope cocker out, you can you can physically rope cock this bow the same as all of our other Excalibur models. So
2: it has um, it has that feature built in as well. The one thing we should note is that if If something should happen when the sliding catch is down and attached to the string, the only thing is is you do have to remove that caulking rope if you're going to manually caulk it because it binds up behind. But in the situation that you would ever need to do that, that caulking rope is already damaged anyways. So you cut it out of there with a knife, and then it's just like caulking any of our other bows. And that's the beauty of that full draw latch system at the back unlike anybody else where the catch comes back, but it's kind of free floating. It just, it sits there and is held by that cocking rope. Ours, what happens is as you, as you bring that sliding catch back and it gets into that fully drawn position, the full draw latch grabs that catch, centers it, keeps it held strong and takes all the pressure off the cocking rope. So you're not relying on constant tension on that cocking rope to hold the sliding and the string. And that, that's really the, the whole reason why the bow can be used both with the caulking, the charger cranking system, but also with our rope caulking aid in the last, you know, should you have to.
1: So that trigger box is actually mechanically attached once it's all the way back, you're saying? So it's actually mechanically attached to the bow, whereas with some of them I've noticed, that not, not Excaliburs, but some of them noticed that rely on that rope.
3: Yeah, and, and that's why we included that mechanical feature, the, the full draw latch, we call it. And that's kind of what you have to override when you want to decock the bow. But one, another uh, bonus of having that integrated into the bow is that um, these Dyneema straps and ropes, there's always stress involved with the, the Dyneema fibers and whatnot. So with the, the mechanical latch that we have, it's, we know that the bow is always being drawn to the, the full draw length. We're always going to maintain the same speed. And after eight hours in a stand, your trigger box isn't crept forward at all. It's rigidly mounted.
1: Perfect, perfect. Sounds awesome. That's pretty cool, and that's guys. And
2: that all comes back to the accuracy, right? So if you have that sliding and catch a little bit forward or sideways or anything, you know, that accuracy can be off. That full-draw latch ensures that accuracy time after time after time.
0: Man. this. <laughs> I have to admit, you guys did a really good job on this bow. I mean, it's really thought out. Like, there's a lot on this bow that has been thoroughly thought out, matched up with, you know, a bow that can handle pretty much anything that I've ever seen, at least, thrown at it in these videos. It's pretty incredible. Um, So what else, I guess, is there anything else you guys want to talk about with the Assassin, or do you want to talk about some of the other models? Because I am curious about what else is new and what's kind of coming up. Well,
2: I think the biggest thing that we have to note on everything is that it, all of our models in the assassin are still based around that recurve limb, and we do that for for any number of reasons. I mean, it's the accuracy, it's the reliability, but I think a lot of people don't realize how much um, engineering and and research is in those recurve limbs. And I don't know, I'll give Kyle just. Kind of just the basis of what's behind those limbs and why we've stuck to that rather than going to a compound system.
3: Right. We've we've over the years we've invested a lot of time in the composite technology and the, the glass fibers and, and resin fibers we build our limbs with, and, and they continue to get better every day. Um, it's, it's some people call them primitive, but uh, these these are simple engineered limbs that uh, they. They continue to be right up there with your finest compound bow. And we really do believe that, otherwise we wouldn't do it. So um, like we're, we're proud of what we make here and, and they're, they're designed and built here in uh, Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. And
2: um, these are state-of-the-art, state-of-the-art hunting crossbows. And I think the key thing too, is that those limbs are, are the key to what allow us to have a uh, quickly removable front end. It allows us to um, change a string in the field. You know, you don't need a bow press, and that recurve limb system is the basis of all those those things that make our bows, you know, reliable and durable, and all those things that people talk about for calibers. So I think that's the biggest thing that we like to push: is that it's not primitive by any means. There's a lot of there's a lot of research, a lot of testing that goes into those. They just seem like they're really simple, but that's the Excalibur mantra is that our stuff is simple.
0: Simple um, it is, but not really. All, it's yeah. all acts
2: <laughs> into that.
1: For the end user, it's simple, but for you guys, you're taking the extra steps to make sure that things are advancing with the technologies you need it to.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. pretty incredible.
1: I mean, because I know for consumers, we're pretty picky and we want super super narrow and we want super super fast and not everybody realizes what it takes to actually make that
2: yeah and i mean there are there are things about the compound system that you know they can get a lower draw weight but they can't do many things that we can where we can do lots that they can absolutely but
3: further to that too is and and we're, we're trying to use that to our advantage with the uh the quick quick detach front end, and it's one of the features, Dave, that you've hit on quite a few times is that you can literally put this into a case within a few seconds just the size of a briefcase, and you can throw it on the rack of your quad, and you can run it to your blind, and you can have it together in another 20 seconds, and shooting deadly accurate. You don't have to worry about your cable slide and all that kind of thing, so these these are kind of the things that uh, we're promoting with our recurve system um, that not a lot, not any of the other major manufacturers they can they can't really do that
2: and i think dave when you and i were talking and you know you've you've handled a lot of our crossbows over a lot of years and shot them and the fact that this is the bow when you kind of really realize wow you know i can take this apart put it back together and it shoots perfectly every time you know we've we've always promoted that all of our bows could always do that but Dispo seems to be the one where people have really taken notice of that and part of that's also because of the explore case our soft case that we brought out and the hard case that it comes in all push you know towards that knowing that you can do that where we hadn't really pushed that before so that's definitely something that we are we are pushing more that that ability to really be packable and to be, low profile and be easy to, to transport it's not in a mass you don't have to carry that mass of crossbow case with, with any of our bows
0: yeah i i that was one of my favorite parts about it I, I didn't realize that before to be honest it's been a long time of shooting these bows and i never realized i could take it apart into two pieces and it, with what only thing what really sold me on that i think what happened was when i saw this bow and it came with that case that's what that's what threw me for the loop, because I'm like, "What's this case for?" I, I thought I was like, "That's strange," you know. And then, <laughs> and then I realized, "What are you laughing about, Tim?" Oh, that's you,
2: exactly what I was saying.
0: You yeah. already knew this?
2: No, no, no. That's I, that's what it is. It's it's. I think people are starting to realize it now because the way that they package it in the case. Oh yeah. It's like it, it oh, finally for sure. clicks. Like, well, oh, is if, that what you're just they, saying? Yeah, if, I have, <laughs> yeah. if I have a case with it, that should mean that I should that I can put it back.
3: And uh, that's where I it kind of clicked.
0: Sorry, guys. Tim came in late. He's over there. I see him mouthing, <laughs> doing something over there. I don't know what he's saying. Um, yeah, um, I mean that this, was that was the big thing, if, man.
2: with you get your Explore cases, and they have like the pockets and the everything that really make it so easy to carry around, that you'll enjoy it even more. Uh,
0: it, it, that's incredible to me. I don't know. I don't know why. I, like that was like a huge deal for me when it when I was able to do that, and I thought about it. And, again, and I said it in the video when we did the, the Tesla portion of this of this bow, and I said, you know, having the ability to put this into, you know, Chris's little Volvo, whatever he's got out there, Vol- Volkswagen, is a huge <laughs> deal. when it fits under the seat, how small it is. I'm like, wow. I mean, if you have a car, the ability to put this. Now, you got to remember, I'm used to using, even for your bows, I'm used to using a huge case. It's a wing yeah. huge case, and it's always awkward, and I can't get it in anywhere. And yeah, all of yep. a
1: sudden now, oh my gosh, I can lay the, I can lay the riser flat? I can, you yep. know what I mean? I was like, what? Well, just think about the case options now. I mean, you can go buy a small
0: Well, they offer, they're gonna else. are you guys gonna offer the hard one or no?
2: No, the hard case isn't uh, it, it's totally just uh, the packaging for the Assassin. It's not an extra accessory because we have the soft case that's padded, it has the straps, it has extra pockets, it has it's a lot more functional case Okay, that's the one that we that we make available for sale. Okay, okay. so
0: basically, if you buy the assassin, you're going to get the hard shell case for free. It comes with it. If you Correct. if you um, if you don't if you let's say you buy any of the other models, you could buy the soft case, or you could still like me ask because I just to call them and say, hey, I need to get some of these soft cases because I didn't know they were there. Yeah. So I'm like, this yeah, is perfect. Exactly. Um, now and tell me real quick. Work
2: right up. We've tested them right up to our Bulldog uh, 400. So. They'll fit our whole lineup of bows. Wow,
0: that's that's great. Tell me about the blue handled Excalibur wrench. Is that something people can get if they lose it? Yeah. Okay, great. Because yeah, so I need a couple handle, of those.
2: The handle is available <laughs> for, for everything else. So the the actual assassin handle, um, the T handle, those are all available should, should they get lost somehow. The fail safe strap also.
0: Perfect. All right, yeah, I just wanted to ask that question because I didn't really lose it or anything, but I was curious. I was like, man, I guess I could, you know, misplace this when I'm in the field or something. And I do like that you guys did it in blue. It's easier to see it. But I just thought, man, I'm assuming they are going to sell these things as as accessories. But, uh, hey, uh, since we got Kyle on the phone, what um, what was the history or the idea, I guess, behind the safety, the ambidextrous safety that's the big blue knobs? I love it. Like, what was the, I guess, the thought process behind that?
3: So, yeah, and uh, ambidextrous is right. Everything on this floor has been made for uh, ambi, left-hand, right-hand guys. Uh crank, crank handle goes in both sides. The crank pulls and, and switches are both sides. But the safety knobs, we, we originally, uh, as you are aware, the, our safety was always ambidextrous, but it was right down the middle. Um, and it's very accessible to your thumb when you're in a shooting position. And we kind of wanted to maintain that, and we had gone away from that in our previous bullpup model. So the the large blue knobs um, with with gloves on up here in Canada, we had a lot late season whitetail, and uh, we want to we want to be able to get that with a fairly large mitt on. So the uh, we went through quite a few iterations, and uh, this this blue large profile uh, safety knob came out on top. It's, uh, it's
0: pretty aesthetically pleasing and and really really functional as well yeah i think it's cool man i really really impressed with that and so real quick um just moving on to some of the other models you know I, i know you guys probably have more stuff coming out you know in the next year here but for what you're currently pushing for new models you guys have the matrix bulldog 330 the 308 short banshee and the 308 short serenity um Tell us about those. I guess what was the concept behind those? Is that just to that have different price points, or were some made for different size people, or how's that work?
2: It's uh, so a combination. So the three hundred eight series. So there's three of them. There's a standard three hundred eight in uh, Macho Breakup Country. Then you have the the Serenity model. Those are two basically the same. It's just the camel that's different. We added the the Banshees as our dealer only model and. In kind of along the lines of our raid, you know, we suppressed it. We um, put it in the cryptic camel, just as a special bow for them, but it, it's got that extra silence everything on it. So that's kind of rounding out that, that 308 series. And it, they all have a shorter length of pull. And a lot of people think that, oh, you know, it's going to be too short for me. But at any of the trade shows and everything, it's become one of our most popular boats because it's so short and compact. Using it in tree stands, using it in blinds, works really well for anybody, especially if you're wearing any amount of clothing. But it also works for, for kids, for women, for guys that are you know, shorter in stature, have shorter arms. It, it seems to just fit everybody unless you're seven foot one, really. But yeah. short, compact, easy to carry. That was, that was kind of the idea behind it.
3: Yeah, further to what Mike said there, if you've got a puffy jacket on, these short little bows in a ground blind, they're they're hard to compete with. Like It's just everything you need in, in the smallest micro platform we've ever had.
0: Yeah. Yeah, those are sweet, the, man. They're so sweet. I love yeah. the small one. I, I think it's funny because people think they need these big powerhouse crossbows, but I'm like, I'll take that 308 all day. That thing is perfect, especially, you know I mean, what? I'm not really shooting – I'm not shooting that far anyway. I mean, most of my shots are 20 to 30 yards, you know what I mean? It's not like, and they're just deer. It's not like I'm hunting huge elk or something. But even then, I'm sure it still takes those down, no problem.
2: Absolutely. So feet per second with, like, a 400-grain bolt, 450-grain bolt, is more than you ever need for any regular hunting on this continent,
0: really. Yeah, gotcha. So
2: everybody worries about, you know, they want, oh, 400-plus, you know, 410, but... Realistically, as you just said, you know, you hunt at twenty yards, thirty yards, and three hundred is more than enough to get it there, you know, and accurately.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, go to xcalibercrossbow.com to learn more about all these great models. The Assassin is ser- seriously uh, a force to be reckoned with this year. But again, if you guys are out there looking for a new crossbow, uh, Xcaliber's got you covered from the 308, the 330, all the way up to the Assassin, and there's still a lot more on their website. When you go there, it's unbelievable how many you guys have. Seriously, amazing. Uh, great work. I have my hats off to you guys again couldn't be Chris and I are couldn't be more happy with that bow when we did the video it was just seriously an amazing amazing uh job done and, and and let's get you guys back on a couple months to talk about 19 when you guys are ready to start talking about the upcoming stuff definitely want to uh you know pick your guys brain before you launch so we can try to get the first uh first uh, teaser out on it
2: <laughs> for sure we'll definitely. That. and thanks so much for this too you know it's great to see the videos you do too because you know, a lot of times seeing what other people think of it and seeing you and seeing your kid out with it and hunting make it great for us cuz we see the bow being used the way we intended, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, and I couldn't have, I I can't ask for a better bow for that. I mean, the adjustability to go from myself to him in the field is literally hands down unbeatable from what I've seen in the industry. Um so again, congratulations guys. This is one of those bows that, you know, it <laughs> If you're out there, you got to go to the shop to see this thing. Honestly, it's it's that it's that bad bones, like for sure. Very very cool. All right, guys, thanks a lot. We'll see you next time on the podcast. Thanks, Dave. Thanks a lot. Celebrating the rich tradition of bow hunting for over 31 years, Vanguard is proud to be the official optic and hunting pack of Bowhunter Planet.